0: This is Victory Lane with Reverend Lawrence Gray, Sr., Associate Minister of Grace Bible Fellowship, Antioch, California, where Kirkle A. Smith is the senior pastor. Now, Victory Lane.
1: Welcome once again to Victory Lane. Come with us now as we travel down the highway of life serving God and building up the kingdom of God by the preaching and the teaching of the gospel of Jesus Christ to a lost and dying world, recruiting sinners who do not know Jesus in the pardon of their sins, while encouraging believers to remain steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. For as much as ye know that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. And remembering this always, St. John, the third chapter and the 16th verse, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever would believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Our subject today is going to be the book of Acts, the 13th chapter. We're going to continue with the teaching of the book of Acts until its completion. We stopped off at Acts, the 12th chapter. And from there I stopped and we began to minister the word of God to you. Now the Lord has told me to complete this task of the study of the book of Acts. So get your pens and your papers and take notes as we uh teach this book of Acts. And if there is uh something that you don't remember or from chapters one through twelve, you can always go back on and see the program on YouTube. Uh, at any given time, just type in Reverend Lawrence Grace Sr. and all the sermons and all the teachings are there on YouTube. So let us pray and get into the Word of God. Father God, we thank you for this day, for your grace, goodness, and mercy. We pray, dear God, that you now come in and have your way by the power of the Holy Spirit to make us better equipped men and women of God. And if there's someone who don't know you in the pardon of their sins, We pray that they cry out, what must I do to be saved? We ask your blessings in Jesus' name as your word go forth. Accomplish what you have it accomplished and prosper where you would have it to be sent. In Jesus' name we pray and for his sake, amen. Let's get right into this. Acts the uh, 13th chapter. So what I want to do is... Start this teaching with the English American Standard Version of the Bible so that you can have a clear understanding of the Word of God, broken down in layman's terms. So let's begin our teaching. As I said before, the the Bible's broken down in books. The books are broken down in chapters. The chapters are broken down in verses. In the verses, there are subjects. In the chapters, there are subjects, depending on how many verses are in the chapter itself. And so my study is I read uh, verse to verses with the thought, and, and that thought is whatever the Holy Spirit leads us to teach us. And from there, we'll go from there, from verse to verse, subject to subject, thought to thought. Paul and Barnabas are on the first missionary journey. Let us read. We're going to read Acts 13, chapter verses 1 through 3. Now there were at Antioch in the church that was there prophets and teachers Barnabas and Simeon who was called Niger and Lucius of Cyrene and Manene who had been brought up with Herod the governor and Saul or Herod the tetrarch while they were ministering to the Lord and fasting the Holy Spirit said set apart for me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. This lets us know that God in his infinite wisdom and knowledge by the power of the Holy Spirit will set aside different people in the body of Christ in the church to do different things, okay? Now, in doing those different things that God called us to do, we are doing his service. Now, you may not be called to do the same thing that someone else does and someone else may not be called the same thing to do the same thing that you do, but God does the calling by the power of the Holy Spirit, and we should not hinder the Holy Spirit, but yet answer God's call because God has given us all. The Holy Spirit has given us all spiritual gifts, and the gifts are all not the same. Okay, let us continue in our reading. So the Holy Spirit has set, set has set, set aside, set apart for me Barnabas and Saul, for the work to which I have called them. In verse 3, then when they had fasted and prayed and laid their hands on them, they sent them away. They are leaving the comfort of where they are at. They are leaving to go on a mission as missionaries to teach the gospel to a dying world. Now, you have to understand this. This has never been done before. These are the first two prophets or disciples of Christ to go out and preach the good news that Jesus Christ is Lord and that he rose from the grave. And they're going to teach it to people who have never heard it before. Let's follow and see what happens. In verse four through eight, so being sent out, by the Holy Spirit, they went down to Seleucia, and from there they sailed to Cyprus. When they had reached Salamis, they began to proclaim the word of God in the synagogues of the Jews. And they also had John Mark, or John, as their helper. So now they're preaching in the synagogues to the Jews, and they have John, who is Barnabas's nephew, with them. He was their helper. When they had gone through the whole island as far as Paphos, they found a magician, a false prophet whose name was Bar-Jesus, who was with the proconsul, the governor, Sergius Paulus, a man of intelligence. Okay? This man summoned Barnabas and Saul and sought to hear the word of God the governor wants to hear the word of God from Barnabas and Saul. In verse 8, But Elimus, the magician, for so his name is translated, was opposing them, seeking to turn the governor away from the faith. There are those who seek to turn you away from the word of God. There are those who, Who will try to diminish the word of God and try to turn you away from the faith of God through his son Jesus Christ? You must be aware of these people when they speak. Anyone who does not speak in the positive about God and his son Jesus Christ is opposed to God. That person is the Antichrist. Okay? Now, There are those who don't believe there is no God, but the Bible said only a fool has said in his heart, there is no God. Then there are those who believe that there is a higher power and that higher power could be any and everything. Then there are those, but let me say, there's no higher power other than God. You can take that tree over there and believe that that's your higher power. You can take anything and believe that that's your higher power. But that thing that you believe and that you think is your higher power cannot do anything for you. Okay, let's get that straight. Then there are those who believe in uh, something like God. I believe there's something out there more than me. I believe in there is a uh, something more than than, than just the universe. It's got to be something. Well, that something is God. (laughs) That's what that something is. It's it's called G-O-D, God. Then there is those who say, well, Mother Nature. Mother Nature says this, Mother Nature is doing a work, Mother Nature, weather is changing, Mother Nature, there's no such thing as Mother Nature, there is God. The Bible says we must, we must believe in God by faith. Now, in Hebrews 11, chapter the sixth verse, those who believe in God must believe in God by faith and that he is a rewarder of them that seek him diligently and must believe that he is God. Okay, now, so we have this person who is opposing, opposing God, <clears throat> opposing God to the proconsul who is the governor, and he's trying to hear the word of God. Now, but Saul, verse 9, who was also known as Paul, Now we hear in the Bible, for the first time, Saul's name has been changed to Paul. Paul, filled with the Holy Spirit, fixed his gaze on him and said, You who are full of all deceit and fraud, you son of the devil, you enemy of all righteousness, will you not cease to make crooked the straight ways of the Lord? There are those who oppose God. They are the enemies of God. They are the enemies of God, enemies of the righteousness of God. And they will insist and persist in telling you and trying to stray you from God. Now that that has happened, that this magician is trying to turn the governor away from hearing the word of God, Paul says this in verse 11. Now, behold, the hand of the Lord is upon you, and you will be blind and not see the sun for a time. In other words, God is doing a miracle, and it's not good for this man that's opposing him. Be careful, folks, you who oppose God. You who oppose God, be careful as you use your tongue in spite of God, despite of God. Be careful because God will chastise you in some shape, form, or fashion to let you know that he is God. I kid you not, I have a friend who opposed God for a very long time that there is no God. And now that friend, tongue is tied and cannot speak. That's the honest to God truth. Not only him, I had another friend who said there is no God for a very long time. When I say a long time, I've been knowing them since we were teenagers, we're adults. And that person also, tongue is tied and cannot speak clearly. Be careful cursing God, saying that there is no God, because only a fool has said in his heart that there is no God. Now, this is what happened to this man. Now behold, Paul is speaking, the hand of the Lord is upon you and you will be blind and not see the sun for a time. This is a wonder by God. In verse, it continues in verse 11. And immediately a mist and a darkness fell upon him, and he went about seeking those who would lead him by the hand. In other words, he became blind. Yes. He became blind for his actions in opposing God for a period of time. How long that time would last? I don't know. But the Bible says for a period of time. Then, verse 12 the proconsul or the governor believed when he saw what had happened, being amazed at the teaching of the Lord. The governor was amazed at what was happening to this man who now is blind at the teaching of the Lord. In other words, a miracle has happened and guess what? I believe that is nobody but God. In verse 13, now Paul and his companions, let's look at this journey they went on. See, they're on a boat. They went from Antioch to Seleucia, which was forty-one miles in the water on a boat. Then from Seleucia, they went down to Cyprus, which is a hundred miles to the city of Paphos. Then from Paphos, they went to Perga, which is in Pamphylia, which is another uh, 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 fourteen miles. And then they're going to go back to Antioch, which is another seven thousand miles. They're on a missionary journey. We, Christians, are on a missionary journey given to us by Jesus Christ when he went up on the mountain with his disciples and said to them in Matthew, the 28th chapter, verse 18 through 20, all power in heaven and earth is given unto me. Got that? All power in heaven and earth is given unto me. Jesus says that. I control everything in heaven and in earth. Then he says, Go ye therefore into all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, in the name of the Son, in the name of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even until the end of the world, of the earth. In other words, we, If you are a Christian, you have been commissioned by Jesus Christ to teach someone about Jesus. What am I going to teach, Greg? You're going to teach that Jesus Christ is Lord. You're going to teach that he is the Son of God. You're going to teach that he died on the cross. You're going to teach that he rose from the grave. You're going to teach... He died for the sins of the world. You're going to teach if you believe in him, you shall have eternal life. You're going to teach you will go to heaven living a righteous life. It don't take a preacher to tell someone about Jesus. All you got to do is tell them, what has he done for you? Tell him how he brought you out. Tell him how he changed your life. Tell him how uh, uh, the things you used to do, you don't do no more. Tell him how I looked at my hands and they look new. And I looked at my feet and they did too. My hands don't do what they used to do. My feet don't go where they used to go. I'm a new creature in Christ Jesus. Old things are passed away. All things are become new. That's what you're going to tell them. That is your job. That is your commission to tell the world about Jesus Christ. Now, verse 13, Acts 13 chapter. Now Paul and his companions put out to sea. They're doing a lot of traveling, telling the world about Jesus, something that has never been said before. They pulled out to sea from Paphos and came to Perga and Pamphylia, but John left them and returned to Jerusalem. So John, Mark, Barnabas' nephew, left and went back to Jerusalem. We'll learn about that a little later. But going on from Perga, they arrived at Pisidia, Antioch. And on the Sabbath day, they went into the synagogue and sat down. They're always going into the synagogue. In other words, they're always going to church. Watching me on TV is well and good. Watching the other pastors, preachers, teachers is well and good. Joyce Myers, Jake, Joel Osteen, John Hagee, Charles Stanley, uh, uh, Aaron Rodgers. All these people, it's good. The Word Channel, the Inspiration Channel, it's good. But you need to go to the house of the Lord and to church. So you can get the word from the man of God in the assembly of God so that you can be in fellowship with one another, with the saints of God. What are you doing sitting at home? You should be at your local church so that you can get fed, so that you can grow strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. You're not going to get it sitting at home. It's very limited. You go to the church to get the word of God and to hear the word of God. There's fellowship, there's love, there's companionship. Who are you going to get to pray for you when you need prayer? You can't knock on the TV and say, call me. Oh, you can call the the prayer helpline. They can't see you, you can't see them. You need to be surrounded by the saints of God so they can pray for you and your family. Your children. You got to take your children to church. How will your children not know God if you don't take them to church? Huh? You are doing your children a disservice by not going to church and teaching them about God. They are subject to get caught up in the things of the world, in the choices they make. But if they have the word of God in them, being trained up, they are not likely to go astray f y i now after the reading okay this is what happened after all after all that traveling they're in the synagogue they're at church now they sat down and here's what happened after the reading of the law and the prophets in in the synagogue, the officials said to them, saying, Brethren, if you have any word of exhortation for the people, say it. Paul stood up, motioning with his hand. So they said, Barnabas and Paul, if you got anything to help us out with the word of God, so say it. He's about to say something that has never been said before. Check it out. He's going to give a history. Of Israel and going to bring them all the way up to Jesus Christ, he says, "Men of Israel and you who fear God, listen. The God of this people Israel chose our fathers and made the people great during their stay in the land of Egypt. With an uplifted arm, He led them out from it. In other words, they were slaves in the land of Egypt. They were a great people. And he says, verse eighteen, Acts thirteen chapter." For a period of 40 years, he put up with them in the wilderness. Okay? They were disobedient. They were stiff-necked people. He kept them in the wilderness for 40 years. When he had destroyed seven nations, I'm in verse 19, in the land of Canaan, he distributed their land as an inheritance, all of which took about 400 years. He went into the land of Canaan and destroyed all those nations in there and gave it to his children. Paul is giving a summary of the history. Verse 20. After these things, he gave them judges until Samuel the prophet. In other words, God gave them judges to rule his people. This is when God spoke directly to the leaders of his people. He spoke directly by his voice. And he said, he gave them judges. God talked to those judges. Until Samuel the prophet, God talked to Samuel. Samuel. Then the people asked for a king and God gave them Saul, the son of Kish, a man of the tribe of Benjamin for 40 years. 12 tribes of Israel. 12 sons made 12 tribes. From the 12 tribes, from the 12 sons came 12 tribes of Israel. And from there, all these people were born from the 12 tribes. Probably almost about a million. Now, they gave him Saul, the son of Kish, a man of the tribe of Benjamin for 40 years. After he had removed him, he raised up David to be their king, concerning whom he also testified and said, I have found David, the son of Jesse, a man after my heart, who will do my will. God raised up David to be the king. Paul is, He's given a discourse of the history of the Jewish people, And what God has done, he's bringing them all the way up to Jesus Christ. Get ready. From the descendants of this man, uh, uh, David, according to promise, God has brought to Israel a Savior, Jesus. God raised up a Savior named Jesus from the descendants of the man named David. Now, from them, descendants came Jesus' earthly father, who is Joseph, Joseph did not impregnate Mary to have Jesus as a baby. The Holy Spirit came upon her. Get your paper and write this down, and you can read it for yourself. Luke, the first chapter, verse 26 through 28, comma, verse 30 through 33, comma, verse 34 and 35. God raised up a Savior named Jesus Christ. Now, He says, after John had proclaimed his coming, a baptism of repentance to all the people of Israel. John was in the wilderness proclaiming baptism, repent and be baptized. Jesus Christ is coming. That's in John, write it down. 1, 6 through 11, verse 25 through 34. Now, and while John was completing his course, He kept saying, because people was asking him, are you the Christ? Are you the one that we've been looking for? John says, what do you suppose that I am? I am not he. But behold, I'm in verse 25, Acts 13 chapter. One is coming after me, the sandals of whose feet I am not worthy to untie. Go back to uh, YouTube, Acts chapter 1. I talk about the resurrection of Jesus Christ.
0: Join us next week as Reverend Gray continues his teaching on the book of Acts. You can hear all Reverend Gray's teaching on the book of Acts at gospelofthe90.com.